0: Coach Joyce here. I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. Welcome to Joyce, Barry, and Friends. We are broadcasting live across America and around the world. This is the hour to empower with stimulating talk, views you can use, memorable quotes, and powerful life lessons. We always have hot guests and cool topics we even have cool guests and hot topics. You always want to tune us on, tune in, and tune up with us to hear the best of the best. You do not want to miss any of our shows. Each show goes into our archives. Log in to Joyce Barry and Friends.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E, and you will see each guest and each topic on our homepage. You can play and download any of our shows, always informative, inspiring, and motivational. you want to share these special shows with your friends, family, and contacts. You can follow us on Facebook and become a Joyce Barry subscriber and even a fan by going to our Joyce Barry and Friends fan page. Be sure to check like. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us by going to our Blog Talk Radio homepage and clicking follow right below my picture. You can also message me in any of these venues about our show, about our guests, about anything. My official website is JoyceBarry.com. Barry, B-A-R-R-I-E. The chat room is open. Log into the chat room, have fun, and chat away. I go back and forth into the chat room during the show to see what is going on in there motivation, inspiration, and an education. Positive, happy thoughts to improve your life, health, and finances. Take positive actions to create a gratifying lifestyle. Life lessons from me, your host, Joyce Barry, straight from the Coach's Corner, and then you will hear from our wonderful guest today. Folks, every day should be treated like a special day. We wish you the finest of friends, the opulence of opportunities, the magic of miracles, and the happiest of days. May this year be your best year ever. folks around the world. I want to wish all of our Jewish friends a very happy and healthy Passover. And those of you that follow the show, that listen every day, you know that we've been celebrating Passover nonstop since Monday. Uh, It started that eve, uh, Monday night was the eve of Passover. And our first show was on Monday, April 14, with the very honorable Rabbi Joseph Potasnik, who's very high up there on the board of rabbis, an international speaker, a terrific rabbi. And I also found out he had his license as a lawyer. Uh, We kept the show to Passover, so I never got the chance to ask him how the law degree impacts the rabbinical degree. On Tuesday, I did the show solo. Uh, it was the story and traditions of Passover. And I want you to impart some information about the holiday on a serious note. So it was all about the story of Exodus in the Bible, the story of Moses. Uh, that's our Passover story, the freedom from Egypt, the freedom from slavery, Wednesday's show, we had Joel Freeman, who's internationally known. Uh, He spoke about Israel and its historical significance. Now, Joel Freeman just got back from taking about 20 or so people on a tour in Israel. He does it every single year. And he had much to say about Israel He loves Israel, and he's not Jewish. He's also a world authority, one of the most foremost uh, on black history, and he's not black. There should be more people like Joel Freeman in the world who really appreciate and value the traditions and culture of other people. So here he is, this non-black person who knows more about black history than most people around the world and knows so much about Israel. And like I say, folks, you don't have to be Jewish to appreciate Israel and the Jewish culture and traditions. Today we are celebrating Passover and its blessings with my dear friend, my best friend, Beverly Nadler. You know her as the health guru. You know her as the guest every Thursday on Here's to Your Health Thursday. And today, she's celebrating Passover with us as well. Welcome to the show, Beverly. I'm always delighted when you're on the show. Perhaps you can just tell us before we really get into anything, how does celebrating a holiday have to do with health?
2: (laughs) One of the things that keeps us healthy, Joyce, and first of all, I want to thank you for having me on the show because I look forward to every Thursday when I have the opportunity not only to chat with my best friend but to present thoughts that hopefully will shift people's thinking and perspective and and bring them into a more positive state of mind and body. When you're joyful, when you're celebrating, You are happy, (laughs) and being happy (laughs) has an enormously positive effect on our body. We we are open to all of the vibrations of of positive energy. Our our whole body just shifts and changes, and and positive energy flows through us, all of the, the good hormones that keep us healthy. Everything shifts because we are feeling good. So a holiday is a a wonderful time for all of us, especially when we're celebrating something that is as joyful as the fact that we have freedom. And, of course, we here in America can really appreciate that.
0: Well, I just want to say that I'm always happy when you're on the show every Thursday. I look forward to it probably more than the rest of the days because I know you're such a pro that I can always count on you to do a, not a good job, not a great job, but a phenomenal, extraordinary job, the best of the best, and always happy to have you on the show to discuss anything. So here we are, and we're still in the middle of Passover week, but I want to say to all our christian friends around the world we have a dynamite show for you tomorrow it is good friday and it is also easter weekend uh with easter sunday coming up and we have our favorite pastor uh pastor Timothy Henderson who's going to start and lead And join the celebration all about Easter So we haven't forgotten you folks Passover is a week And um, I'm so happy to say That every day we've delivered Something in that regard And we were privileged that Blog Talk Radio Picked our Passover show Of one of its best And we have thousands of people that have already Listened to it and I'm willing to bet They're not all Jewish So today we're going to Give you some trivia, some jokes uh, Jewish contributions, things of that nature. And as I said, don't forget to listen in tomorrow, because you don't have to be Christian to appreciate Christ's message about Easter. I want to start this show with a fun Passover quiz. You don't have to be a Jewish scholar <laughs> to answer these questions. So I'm going to ask you them, Beverly, and no worries about what you know, what you don't know. It's all in the spirit of fun. The good news is it's multiple choice. Which traditional food is on the Seder plate? Is it an egg roll, matzo balls, or horoset? Horoset. Correct! Yay! What is the part of the Passover preparations? Turning your house upside down? Reenacting the slavery by lugging up the dishes from the basement? <laughs> burning the hummets without being cited by the EPA, which is Environmental Protection Agency, or all of the above? All of the above? No. No. Oh you well, w- w- well, wait a minute. This is interpretation. I didn't take uh, all of the – I don't have the official answers to this quiz, by the way. So turning your house upside down, I rule that one out. I know that you get out your uh, Passover plates. I don't know that you turn your house upside down. you clean
2: every single spot of your house. So turning – you know, sometimes we use that expression, I'm turning everything upside down, meaning I'm changing everything. So that's basically how I interpreted it.
0: It's all interpretation, so yeah. I'm 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 really getting that reenacting the slavery by lugging up the dishes from the basement. Yeah, well, so I don't that, have to Yeah, do that dish. is true. Yeah, <laughs> burning I wrote burning the chametz without being cited by the EPA. The, by the way, that happens on the morning before Passover. That is part of the ritual. But Beverly Nadler, as we went through all of this, you are correct. I, I, as we discussed each one, I saw that you are absolutely correct. So I am wrong. Matzah is known as the bread of affliction because the slaves ate it. It makes you constipated. <laughs> <laughs> the, the price goes up every year. Why is it known as the bread of affliction? That's the. Those are the choices. The sake. slaves ate it, and it makes you constipated, the price goes up every year.
2: <laughs> well, I could say all three. Uh if you eat enough of it you will get constipated. The price does go up every year. The slaves ate it. I thought they were gonna have because the they couldn't wait until uh, the bread rose, so they had to eat this flat bread. But
0: that's not even on the quiz. So no, I'm but that's say- part of, that's the truth. Matzah uh, was eaten, the slaves ate it. The slaves did eat it in Egypt. They were given matza. Also, what we know is that it was eaten in the haste to leave Egypt. Right. Um, so, I, once again, I put A, and I've researched some of these, because I've never seen a quiz where I didn't have the answers they were not there So I did look all this up And I did not know this I knew about preparing the matzah And the haste to leave Egypt I did know that But I didn't know that It was also something that they were given to eat in Egypt So I'm going to say that I have to check this with rabbis You might possibly be right uh, It makes you constipated The prices <laughs> go up every year Okay, I think you are right once again I was being very uh, serious about it I didn't know, like I said, that the slaves did eat it in Egypt. Um, I did not know that until uh, uh, I looked it up. I only knew about the haste to leave Egypt. Okay, the best place to hide the Afi is, well, folks, if you don't know what that is, it's traditionally three pieces of matzah. The middle of, in the middle of the Seder table, the middle piece is called the Afi And the best place to hide it, part of the ceremony, they hide it, and they let the children look for it, and the one who finds it gets some sort of prize or reward best place to hide it is behind the carburetor in a steel vault with doors too thick or in the underwear drawer oh my
2: god I haven't got a clue but I know it's not behind the carburetor (laughs) I imagine it's the second one I can't imagine that it's in the underwear drawer in a steel
0: vault with two doors when they ask the children to look for it during the service in a steel vault (laughs) any of them is correct but go ahead well, I got this one. It's a, I put in the in underwear drawer because I do know that one of the hiding places are drawers, whether it's we suggest a silverware drawer or any desk drawer. So given it was a drawer, I chose that one in the underwear drawer because I ruled out a steel vault. Uh, And the reason (laughs) they do this, folks, um, is they want to keep the kids interested and not bored during the service. So they play that game to find the Afi Komen, and there's always a prize for it or a gift or something. And then the next question is the number one Afi Komen gift this year is Moses and Aaron action figures, Nissan matchbook trucks, when I was a kid, we were lucky to get a quarter and anything that does not require batteries or assembly.
2: Gee, I, I'm hoping that it's anything that doesn't require batteries or assembly, but I don't really know.
0: No, I didn't know either because I got it down to two. Again, I'm going to have to ask a rabbi about that, uh, that they don't want something that you assemble or with batteries or dealing with it. You want to give it to the kid. Uh, I think the answer is Moses and Aaron action figures. I did look it up um, that uh, there are Moses action figures that they use as a gift. But where I had trouble with the question is it says it's the number one gift this year. And I know that Jewish families don't run out and get that sort of thing. You know, it's much more simplistic. So I have to find out if it why batteries or anything to assemble are in there. Okay, the four questions include are we there yet? <laughs> <laughs> how can we recline without a lazy boy? If a tree falls in an Israeli forest, how quickly can American Jewry plant another? What's uh the four questions include are we there yet? How can we recline without a lazy boy? If a tree falls in an Israeli forest, how quickly can American Jewry pan another?
2: All right, so that's none of, none of the real questions, so I don't know, because the real question, uh, the most of the known one, is why is this night different from all other nights? Um, can't tell you. I think that it's I know it's not a lazy boy, are we there yet? I don't know.
0: George? <laughs> no, are we there yet? Uh, nothing to. Okay, so the actual question is, why is it on all other nights we eat, either sitting or reclining, but on this night we eat in a reclining position? So I took the reclining question and just stated that they added the Lazy Boy to it. But I chose oh, that. very
2: interesting. Okay. And, I, I, oh, I, I
0: spent hours trying to find the answers, but it's like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> How do you find a semblance of normalcy with this? If there was a Passover Hall of Fame, who would you vote to induct? Uncle Louie, Leonard Nimoy, Moshe Ufnik, or Charlton Heston?
2: Um, I guess the second one, um, Leonard Nimoy.
0: Lenny Nimoy was in, in Star Trek. No, yeah, I think Moshi, he's actually w- w- Jewish. That's why my my uncle. I don't have an oh, uncle. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't well, know that. I believe
2: that he is. Um, I yeah, I can't look it up right now, but I believe that he's Jewish. Uh, okay, my uncle Moshi, Louie I don't have. Um, Halton Cheston is Moses in the movies, but he's not correct. Jewish. And, and Moshe, Nick, one I bet
0: you don't know who that is. I don't remember he, who
2: the other one was. No.
0: Moishi Ufnik is a main character of the Israeli version of Sesame Street. He's the grouchy oh, muffin. Okay. So I put Uncle L- Louie, and if I find out Leonard N- Nimoy is Jewish, that would be the answer. I will research that after the show. Okay. Uh, okay. When Jacob and his family originally went down to Egypt, there were only a few but became religiously pluralistic built several synagogues, at least one in which they wouldn't be caught dead, and spread out in the land of Goshen.
2: Oh, my goodness. You have to repeat that. I, I actually was trying to follow it, and I was Okay, that-
0: they were, originally went down to Egypt. There were only a few, but became religiously pluralistic, built several synagogues, at least one in which they wouldn't be caught dead, and spread out in the land of Goshen.
2: Um, I'm going to say number three, but honestly, I don't know.
0: I, I, well, I checked out the land of Goshen and that was part of Egypt. So that is the correct answer. I didn't know either. On Seder night, we are supposed to drink wine until Uncle Irving's jokes sound new to you. <laughs> you can no longer tell the difference between Pharaoh and Moses and you don't miss bread.
2: The, um. You don't. What was the last one? You don't. You don't miss, miss bread. Oh, that's funny. That's cute. Um, okay, I'm going to say the last one. I I don't know really truly because it sounds like you're supposed to drink wine until you get drunk so that nothing matters. But yeah, like don't drink I say, this, this is
0: all in the spirit of fun. So I put you don't miss bread. and I. Gave up, bread, and I miss it terribly, so I don't know how much wine I'll have to drink not to miss it. Uh, This one I'm not even sure of. Before the time of Abraham, people worshipped the dust of the earth, the salt of the earth, the stars of the heaven, the stars on Hollywood Boulevard.
2: (laughs) Well, I know it's not the last one. (laughs) Right. Say it's the stars in the heavens.
0: I'm guessing it's the dust of the earth Because I looked in the Bible There's so much reference to bow down With the dust of the earth That is my guess But again, I'm going to have to find a rabbi With a sense of humor Because I'd like to know So that was all in the spirit of fun for Passover I hope you had fun with us And I just really want to acknowledge The people that listen to the show Uh, A show like this Where you're not Jewish And you're open to understanding Jewish culture and our history and and so much more, so just really want to acknowledge all of you that um Appreciate our holiday, and it's funny when I was in college, the paper that I wrote uh, was the comparisons uh, in religion, and I wrote about Easter and Passover, and I wrote about uh, Christmas and Hanukkah. So tomorrow with Pastor Henderson, I know we'll get into a little bit about the similarities of Passover and Hanukkah. Uh, and once again, happy Passover to our Jewish friends, and I want to let you. Our non-Jewish friends know how much we appreciate that you're following along with us and enjoying the show as much as we are. Beverly, what would you like to get into next? Uh, We have so much we can cover today. What would you like to well, with. I have jokes, and I have contributions, and
2: I have all kinds of interesting things, but what I'd like to really talk about in the, very briefly is that there is a mystical significance to Passover. There's a mystical significance to all the Jewish holidays, and I can't tell you exactly why the, the cosmos seems to support these holidays in a way that there is um, special energies, and they're not... The energies are not only for the Jewish people. The energies are for all humanity. The people who listen to this show and hear me on Thursday know that I'm all about vibrational harmony. Vibrations being very, very not only important, uh, everything is vibrational, everything is energy. And in this particular holiday, uh, Passover contains a, a mystical power to awaken and reveal the infinite transcendence and freedom of your soul. And that's really extraordinary. Each year this immense cosmic light and power pours into the world on a whole new level. And it brings with it an expanded miraculous power for anyone who wishes to open new channels of connection to the divine So if you connect to these cosmic energies, and they began Monday night, but they continue on, if you connect to them, and how you connect to them is just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, just tell yourself, let yourself know that there is an opening for you to be more aware of the fact that we are all infinite divine creatures, beings, and that we are partaking of this energy. This helps to free us from our own slavery of the past and I don't just mean the the emergence from Egypt I mean we as human beings are often slaves to our past thinking that this is whatever happened before it's going to happen again and it's never going to change and this is a time to declare the past is the past it's over, I am now empowered in the future And to wake up to a new reality that is expanded and connected And a renewal
0: Wow, well said, very well said That message really, really hits home uh, To just know, we may be joking around a lot Today's show, we wanted to keep it light and fun But that was so significant Thank you for that Very, very powerful indeed. Uh, You want to move from there to some fun Jewish jokes? You want me to lead? Okay. Be my guest. All right. I'll lead. Uh, Things you didn't learn in Hebrew school, folks. The high holidays have absolutely nothing to do with marijuana. Where there's smoke, there may be salmon. No meal is complete without leftovers. According to Jewish dietary law, pork and shellfish may be eaten only in Chinese restaurants. A shmata is a dress that your husband's ex is wearing. A waiter comes over to a table full of Jewish women and asks, is anything all right? One (laughs) mitzvah. Can change the world. Two, will just make you tired. Anything worth saying is worth repeating a thousand times. Never leave a restaurant empty-handed. Wasp, leave, and never say goodbye. Jews say goodbye and never, never leave.
1: leave. I'm, important- I'm sorry, I had
0: to say that. <laughs> and that was the punchline. It's so true. <laughs> The important Jewish holidays are the ones on which alternate side of the street parking is suspended. If you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. But if you can afford it, make sure you tell everybody what you paid. A car hit an elderly Jewish man. The paramedic says, are you comfortable? The man says, I make a good living. Back to you, Beverly. I'm sure (laughs) you have some fun jokes as well.
2: I do. Um, I first want to This – I'm going to read my poem now instead of later. And the reason for that is because the jokes that I'm going to tell are particularly from the Catskill comedians. And I spent some time in the Catskill Mountains singing, actually thinking I was going to have a career as a singer. And at the time, there were these, you know, big hotels, and it was just – a An extraordinary time for the Jewish people in the Catskills. And so I wrote this poem called The Catskill Entertainers, and this is my poem for today. We're here, the Catskill Entertainers, all of us trying to make it. Stardom is like an elusive wisp, waiting for someone to take it. So many of us looking for work, willing to swallow our pride. An agent keeps us on a string, then takes us for a ride. Some doors seem to open, just as quickly they shut. Call this, try this, go here, and you run around like a nut. The hotels are closing, they tell us, and businesses are dying, hopefuls waiting to be discovered Keep smiling, but inside we're crying. Yet there's bungalow colonies all over town. The Concord looks full to me. Browns holds 2,000 in its club. And Grossinger's plays to capacity. And here I am, loaded with talent, gracious, modest, never a snob. I dance, sing, whistle, and wiggle my ears. So how come I can't get a
0: job? Wow. Wow. Very good, Beverly Nadler. Just like all your other poems. Very funny, very cute.
2: Yeah, I thought it would be humorous. So here's a few jokes from the Catskill comedians, and not a single swear word in their comedy. And that was what was so, you know, delightful about it. That was funny without um, being, shall we say, The word is dirty, I suppose, even though I must admit I enjoy some of that humor also, okay? (laughs) There was a beautiful young woman knocking on my hotel room all night, all door, oh, gosh, my hotel room door all night. I finally had to let her out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've been in love with the same woman for 49 years. If my wife ever finds out, she'll kill me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. She was at the beauty shop for two hours. That was only for the estimate. She got a mud. <laughs> <pack>. <laughs> I like that. She got a mud pack and looked great for 2 days then the mud fell off. <laughs> yes. My wife and I went back to the hotel where we spent our wedding night. Only this time I stayed in the bathroom and cried. <laughs> hmm. The doctor gave a man 6 months to live. The man couldn't pay his bill. So the doctor gave him another 6 months. <laughs> Yes. The doctor called Mrs. Cohen saying, Mrs. Cohen, your check came back. Mrs. Cohen answered, so did my arthritis. (laughs) Go ahead. Patient, I have ringing in my ears. Doctor, don't answer. (laughs) A drunk was in front of a judge. The judge says, you've been brought here for drinking. The judge says, okay, let's get started. (laughs) A bum asked a fellow, a Jewish fellow, give me $10 till payday. The Jewish fellow responded, when's payday? The bum said, I don't know. You're the one who's working. (laughs) Cute, very cute. I wish my brother would learn a trade so I would know what kind of work he's out of. (laughs) Yes. Yes. There is a big controversy on the Jewish view of when life begins. In the Jewish tradition, the fetus is not considered viable until it graduates from medical school. (laughs) That's true. Very true. Why don't Jewish mothers drink? Alcohol interferes with their suffering.
0: Yes. Yes. (laughs)
2: Uh, There's a few more, but let's move on to something else. You got something else you want to talk about? I've got a whole bunch of uh, really wonderful Jewish contributions to music and Jewish contributions to um, science and, and to the world.
0: Before we do that, I just want to say we led off here with our fun jokes. Beverly shared some of hers, I shared some of mine, and we both have pages and pages to share. They are so funny, Jewish humor indeed. But this isn't funny. What happens next, what well, we say next, really needs to be taken seriously. And that is why you should be listening to this show every day. So here's Beverly in a serious mode because it's a matter of utmost importance. Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day.
2: A way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy. Make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends Show. You'll find it on the internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions, perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated. And her guests, from many walks of life, will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show so unique, really, a sensation. For Joyce's friends are not only the guests you're listening to, they're everyone who is tuning in. Yes, I do mean you. So refer your friends and family. They'll be so pleased to know. And let's make Joyce Barry and Friends the number one internet radio
0: show. And Beverly, I just want to acknowledge that we can both probably spend uh, the whole day just on telling the Jewish jokes. There are so many of them. They're so clever. Uh, in the Catskills, we had some of the most extraordinary comedians, uh, Jerry, Jewish comedians, Jerry Lewis, Don Rickles, Milton Burl, There were so many others. So there's no shortage of Jewish humor. Okay, what do you want to go to next? Contributions?
2: Yeah, I'd like to mention some of them. Uh, Jonas Salk, the creator of the first polio vaccine, Dr. Albert Sabin developed the first oral polio vaccine, Dr. Paul Ehrlich, a physician, Nobel Prize in 1908 for curing syphilis, a Jewish poet's famous poem, it's Emma Lazarus, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, appears on the inscription of the Statue of Liberty, um, Harry Houdini, that he was Jewish, his name was Weiss, is the father of magic and illusion. Dr. Sigmund Freud, a Jew, the father of psychiatry. Einstein I'll give the next back the most- and
0: then we'll come back to you. Einstein considered the most brilliant person of the 20th century, physicist, and deeply spiritual person. and Nathan Strauss were Jews. That's Abraham and Strauss, eventually became the sole owners of Macy's, the world's largest department store, in 1896. In Detroit, a Jew, Max Goldberg, opened the first commercial parking lot. Uh, a Jew, Louis Blaustein, and his Son opened the first gas station, eventually founding Amoco Oil, one of the richest oil families in the world. Israel, the 100th smallest country, was less than one 100th of 100. One, Thousands of the yeah the world's population. I heard it was. Joel said on the show yesterday is one tenth of one percent of the world's population. And yet, look at these remarkable accomplishments. Uh, why don't you share the next round?
2: Israel has the highest concentration of high tech companies in the world, apart from the Silicon Valley. The UAE has more than 3,000 high-tech companies and startups. Most of the Windows NT and XP operating systems were developed by Microsoft in Israel. The Pentium MMX chip technology was designed in Israel. Both the Pentium 4 microprocessor and the Centrino processor were entirely designed, developed, and produced in Israel. The Pentium microprocessor The microprocessor in your computer was most likely made in Israel And then I want to say voicemail technology
0: was developed in Israel Microsoft and Cisco built their only research and development facilities outside the U.S. in Israel The technology for the AOL Instant Messenger was developed in 1996 by four young Israelis Israel has the highest percentage in the world of home computers per capita And according to industry officials, Israel designed the airline industry's most impenetrable flight security U.S. officials now look back to Israel for advice on how to handle airborne security threats And Israel has the highest ratio of university degrees to the population in the world Uh, You want to give a few more and then we'll go to the next thing
2: Israel produces more scientific papers per capita than any other nation by a large margin, 109 per per 10,000 people, as well as one of the highest per capita rates of patents filed. In proportion to its population, Israel has the largest number of startup companies in the world. In absolute terms, Israel has the largest number of startup companies than any other country in the world except the U.S., 3,500 companies, mostly in high tech. And, folks, I just
0: want to share with you uh, a little bit about Beverly Nadler, her website, beverlynadler.com. Beverly, why don't you just take a moment, share about your books, the links in your website. We want to be sure to let people know uh, more about you.
2: Okay, my website, of course, as Joyce said, You can find out about my coaching. It is reprogramming coaching, which means that we help to, or when I say we, you and I together uh, will find and identify the blocks that interfere with you getting what you want. That's my particular mission and goal is to help people to be able to break through their blocks. You'll find that on my website. You'll also find links to my books. Uh, vibrational harmony uh, there's a link there for that book and there's a link also for the ebook, which is loving the game of life and uh, there's a lot a lot of a lot of information uh, it's easy to find it all just scroll down on the, the menu on the left hand side and also the few links on the top i'd also like to offer a gift Uh, to all of our listeners. And it's a success, it's it's stress mastery. One of the most important things we can do is to reduce our stress. And this ebook is one, it's a free gift. And it's one that will help you if you actually read it and use the suggestions and understand what stress does to your body. You will most assuredly want to use the suggestions. To get that, you would go to vibrationalharmony.biz, B-I-Z, and you'll be able to download the book, which will help you to deal with stress, which is uh, tremendously um, happening so much in, in today's world.
0: And that is BeverlyNadler.com. You want to be sure to check out her website, my website, JoyceBarry, dot ecom And in that website, you'll find out about my success coaching I'm a personal and professional success coach. I also specialize in home businesses. It's one of my passions that I'm able to share with people ways to increase their uh, finances like instantly with a home business. So if you need more money, extra money, some money, if you're not working, if you're living from paycheck to paycheck, you might want to check out home businesses. Uh, Send an email to CoachJoyce at AOL.com. Put in the subject line radio show Uh, give me your phone number best time to reach you name of course and we can have a conversation at no charge no obligation about the possibility of having a coach or the possibility of getting into a home business. Uh, In that website, JoyceBarry.com, B-A-R-R-I-E, you will see countless testimonials about my services. I just want to share a few endorsements with you here and now.
3: Joyce Barry is an outstanding success coach. She is a master coach, the best of the best. Here are just a few of her clients who want to endorse her. Marlon Brando. Hiring Joyce as a coach is an awful you can't refuse. President Bill Clinton. I did not have sex with that woman. I did not have sex with Joyce. She is my coach. Sylvester Stallone.
1: Yo, Adrian. Joyce is the best coach, you know. She helped me train for Rocky. Arnold Schwarzenegger.
3: I hired the Joyce-inator because no matter how much I may drive her crazy, I know she'll be back. President Ronald Reagan. Well, uh, Joyce, uh, Nancy, and I just love you. There you go again. Win one for the Barry. Elvis Presley. Uh, I'm all shook up about hiring Joyce as a coach. I'll get a little less conversation, a little more coaching. Jack Nicholson. If you can handle the truth, you want Joyce as your coach. Johnny Carson. I can hire Joyce as a coach? I did not know that. That is wild. Did you know that, Ed? ho, 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 ho. Charlie Sheen, winning, that's because Joyce is my coach, winner, winner, chicken dinner, Woody Allen. Are you crazy? This whole time I haven't had Joyce Barry as a coach? you kidding me? Hi, Ted Siuba, and I think and grow rich. If you were thinking about hiring Joyce Barry as your coach, just do it, and we'll grow rich together. And even Joyce Barry herself.
0: What do Olympic athletes have that you don't have? A coach. Hire me and have this be your best year ever. If not now, when? I want that gold medal. I want to hire me.
3: Email coachjoyce at AOL.com. That's coachjoyce at AOL.com.
0: Coach Joyce here, I do hope to hear from you and folks. we especially appreciate the people who follow the show and i 'm pleased to say that every week we have more and more followers. simply go to joyce barry b a r r i e and friends dot com the home page of this radio show. Right under my picture on the upper left side, it says follow, and you can click on that and follow the show, and you don't have to miss any shows. This week was a Passover Friday. We're going to cover Good Friday and Easter Sunday, but every day, interesting guests, hot topics, cool guests, cool guests, hot topics. So you really want to know what we're doing every day since every show is designed to impact your life. Uh, Beverly, what would you want to cover next?
2: I guess we could move on to uh, contributions in the entertainment world, specifically in music. Uh, But I first hold that
0: thought. Uh, I just wanted to say we can do that next. But I just wanted to just uh, head home why that the the Jews uh, were known as the chosen people, and I just wanted to give three especially good quotes. Uh, that I, I you know I'm a collector of quotes and I find these Very very impactful Winston Churchill Some people like the Jews and some do not But no thoughtful man can Deny the fact that they are beyond Any question the most Formidable and most remarkable race Which has appeared in the world John Kennedy said Israel was not created In order to disappear Israel Will endure and flourish It is the child of hope and the home of the brave. It can neither be broken by adversity nor demoralized by success. It carries the shield of democracy and it honors the sword of freedom. And David Ben Gurion, in Israel, in order to be a realist, you must believe in miracles. So those are some of my favorite quotes about the chosen people. And now back to you, Beverly, whatever you want to get into next, uh, feel free to <laughs> proceed. It.
2: There's a joke, uh, I think it's from—I uh, don't know if it's from Fiddler on the Roof—that says, "Why did you? Can you choose us for something else, God? Because you know there, there's been a tremendous amount of difficulties and problems in uh, for the Jewish people. Uh, I do want to talk about um, the contributions, but of uh, medicine." There are so many things that, that the Jews have contributed to medicine that I feel I must mention. Uh, Israeli scientists developed the first fully computerized, no-radiation diagnostic instrumentation for breast cancer.
0: An Israeli
2: company developed a computerized system for ensuring proper administration of medication, thus removing human error for medical treatment. This is so important because every year, even in U.S. hospitals, 7,000 patients die from treatment mistakes. So I don't know if we're using that computerized system here or not. Um, Israel has an, an imaging. They developed the first ingestible video camera, so small it fits inside a pill, and it's used to view the small intestine from the inside and to discover cancer and digestive disorders. And researchers in Israel developed a new device that directly helps the heart pump blood in innovation with the potential to save lives among those with heart failure. And this new device is synchronized with the camera, and it helps doctors to know just what's going on inside of the, the patients and their heart. It leads the world in the number of scientists and technicians in the workforce, with 145 per 10,000, as opposed to 85 in the U.S. (laughs) And a new acne treatment was developed in Israel, which produces a high-intensity ultraviolet light-free narrow-band blue light that causes acne bacteria to self-destruct without damaging surrounding skin or tissue. And what's amazing about all of this If this is engaged, well, the Jews are involved in wars constantly with implacable enemy that seeks to destroy them and an economy continuously under strain because they have to spend more per capita on its protection than any other country on earth.
0: Very impressive indeed. Indeed. I'm so proud to be Jewish. I love being Jewish. I love Israel. And at the same time, I want to say that I'm an advocate on behalf of civil rights. I I really believe in, you know, in freedom for all people. And that not all people are inherently bad. I immediately go to see the good in people. I saw a, um, a, a cute joke on, on television. Believe it or not, it came out of the movie Robin Hood uh, with Kevin Kosner. Uh, they had one of the people in his merry band that was black, and this little boy, all the rest were white, and this little boy said, uh, Why are you black? Did God paint you that way? And he said, yes. And that part was played by Kevin um, uh, Freeman. What's his name? That famous actor, Something Freeman. Can't think of it at the moment. Something Freeman, very famous black actor. So he said, yes. And the little boy said, why? And he said, because God likes diversity. Uh, God likes different things, so I agree with that. I like diversity. I like different things. I believe all people are inherently good until they prove themselves otherwise. So once again, those of you that are enjoying our Passover shows uh, you 'll be taken care of tomorrow, Good Friday, celebrating that in Easter. But just to reflect back in our archives on Monday, Rabbi Joseph Pitasni celebrating Passover on Tuesday, the story and traditions that I shared with all of you. On Wednesday, Joel Freeman, who's literally a genius, the man wrote about 40 books, an expert in Israel, an expert in black history. He had our show yesterday, and I was so thrilled that right in the middle of Passover week, we were able to get Joel, uh, who just returned from Israel. And today, Passover Blessings with Beverly Nadler, and it certainly is always a blessing to have you on the show, and it's always a blessing to have you in my life. Back to you, my friend.
2: Well, thank you, dear. The feeling is mutual. All right, so let's talk about music because that's something that is loved, but beloved by everyone. You know, the most popular songs, um, the most popular Christmas songs, in fact, almost every one of them, were written by Jewish songwriters, (laughs) White Christmas by Irving Berlin, Silver Bells by Jay Livingston and Ray Evans, The Christmas Song, which is actually Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, Mel Torme, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Snow. Sammy Kahn and Jewel Stein, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Johnny Marks, I'll Be Home for Christmas, Walter Kent, and Kim Gannon, who is not Jewish, and Buck Ram who is. And, of course, two of the most popular songs ever written, God Bless America, Irving Berlin, and um, Over the Rainbow, Harold Arlen and Yip Hubbard. So it's very, very interesting um, about how many incredible music has been brought. And it's no coincidence that some of the top songwriters, including Harold Arlen and Irving Berlin, were the Sons of Cantors. And then we have uh, one of the um, old-time, most popular singers, in fact, the first I think, person who appeared in a talking movie, Al Jolson, who was also the son of a cancer, and then one of the original female humorists, Fanny Bryce, is not only humorist, a singer, uh, Jewish, and portrayed on... On on Broadway and in the movies by Barbara Streisand, who is probably one of the most popular singers of the present day. Even though she doesn't do as much singing, but whenever she does, we rush out to see her and to to get her recordings because she is extraordinary. Um, Irving Berlin wrote about twelve hundred and fifty songs. Amazing. I mean, 1,250 songs, you know, No Business Like Show Business, Always, Blue Skies, Easter Parade, uh, another uh, non-Jewish song, Easter Parade, How Deep Is the Ocean, all by. And Cole Porter, um, who is a tremendously wonderful musical talent, not Jewish, he was unable to express his huge musical talent, and he actually studied with the Gershwins and Irving Berlin, who were his contemporaries, And he said, okay, if this is what it takes, I will write Jewish. Now, exactly what that means is a particular uh, sound. It's a particular way of using the keys. And, of course, he gave us some of these wonderful classics uh, from Kiss Me Kate and Silk Stockings. These were his Broadway shows, Anything Goes. Songs like Night and Day, I Get a Kick Out of You. I've got you under my skin, and that was after studying with uh, his Jewish contemporaries, and there's Jerome Kern, who wrote over seven hundred songs, one of the most popular, "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes." Uh, he and Oscar Hammerstein, who was half Jewish, Hammerstein's father was Jewish, not his mother, um, and they, they wrote this wonderful show, Showboat, which it is just such a wonderful show. And you know, you were speaking before about civil rights. At the part of the show is about this couple. Uh, the, the the woman was um, black, but of course she looked white. I mean, she had a small amount of um, a Negro whatever blood in her, and she was married to a white man, and that was considered illegal. I mean, part of the story. It was just such an incredibly wonderful story, uh, Showboat. And then we have these marvelous shows like Carousel. Songs like If I Loved You, You'll Never Walk Alone. The show Oklahoma with Oh, What a Beautiful Morning, People Will Say We're in Love. And South Pacific, Some Enchanted Evening. And you have to be carefully taught another song about prejudice. And because these the Jewish composers were very much concerned about that, not only prejudice against the Jews, but also against any minority and um, it was a, just a wonderful, wonderful show. Then we have The West Side Story uh, with Leonard Bernstein and uh, Stephen Sondheim. And Stephen Sondheim, of course, is uh, he's also Jewish. And we have a show right now on Broadway that's been on for years and years and years, Stephen Swartz, Wicked. And he also done The Prince of Egypt, which was an animated film that people really, 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 truly loved. Johnny Mercer is another Jewish, um, he didn't write in Jewish shows, but very, very, many, many songs. And then there's entertainers, Neil Diamond, Neil Sedaka, Billy Joel, Bob Dylan, Simon and Garfunkel, Carole King. Carole King is now um, being honored on Broadway with a show called Beautiful. And and uh, I understand it's a wonderful, wonderful show. Billy Joel was the sixth best-selling recording artist and the third best-selling solo artist in the United States. Amazing. And then there's Mel Torme. Uh, there is so much that we contribute. When I say we, I wish I was one of them. <laughs> With my singing, never got any place. And then there's Backrack. Uh He's about 85 now, I think. Uh, his uh, lyricist Hal David recently passed away. I think he was Beverly. Then. I
0: think Bird background passed away. I, I'm 90% sure on that recently. 90% mm. sure.
2: Could well be. I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm going to
0: have to check that. But I, I remember in the news. I'm almost certain, but I won't swear to it. Such wonderful... Uh, Those are great contributions, of course, uh, by our Jewish friends. I just want to share about Jewish celebrities uh, that I am sure, for the most part, you folks have no idea that they're Jewish. Uh, June Allison, her real name is Ella Gelsman. Lauren Bacall, real name Betty Persky. Tony Curtis is Bernie Schwartz. Kirk Douglas is Isor Danielovich. Dinah Shore, Francis Rose Shore, Paulette Goddard, her real name Marion Levy, John Garfield is uh, Garfinko, Woody Allen, Allen Coensberg, Jack Benny, Benny Kubelski, Al Jolson, Asa Jolson, Charles Bronson, Charles Bushinsky, Jaja Gabor, Sarah Gabor, Carrie Grant, Archibald Leach, uh, Danny Kay, David Kaminsky, Dorothy Lamour, Dorothy Kormier. Uh I did I say about Jerry Lewis being Joseph Levage and Michael Landon, Mike Arowitz. So those are names that their real names, along with their uh, 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 theater names as well. So Beverly, we only got but a couple of minutes. What would you like to say to wrap up? I'd like to say that I believe that. Uh, Everyone, of every race, creed,
2: ethnic culture, has contributed enormously to humanity. The reason, of course, that we're highlighting uh, the Jewish people today, partly because of Passover, and also because it's such a tiny portion of humanity, and literally, I would say, forced to improve themselves if they wanted to to live to to continue to exist, and of course Jews were not allowed to be in business years and years ago, so they had to find other ways of making uh, a living uh, of of contributing to humanity and fortunately uh, for whatever reasons, God gave them the ability to look the humorous, to to look at the let's say pain of life and find humor in it. And today, of course, we still have our comedians, you know, um, Jerry Seinfeld is, I, I, I find his shows still hysterical. I love watching the Jerry Seinfeld shows, but everyone has contributed, and we don't want anyone to feel that uh, we're considering the, the superior. Um, we love everyone, we love humanity, and we want everyone to feel that they're all blessed And that uh, to appreciate the difference, and as you said, Joyce, God loves diversity, to appreciate the diversity in all of us.
0: And he Beverly, was telling the truth. She wasn't just saying that about our feelings to other religions, other races. Uh, people that follow the show know that I do countless shows on uh, black history, on civil rights. Dr. King, uh, one of my dearest, dearest friends is Jesse Epps, who is often on the show, never turns down an opportunity to be on our show. And he was Dr. Martin Luther King's, one of his closest uh, confidants, one of his best friends. In fact, he was with Dr. King on the day of Dr. King's assassination, and he's a regular on our show. So we don't in any way discriminate. We're just using this week to really appreciate our heritage, our Jewishness, and share it with the rest of you who hopefully will has gotten some insight into it and some appreciation for it. Thank you, dear friend Beverly Nadler. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. We value you folks go out and look at your life and what it is you appreciate and value and celebrate that celebrate your heritage your friends your blessings celebrate your resources your opportunities and together let's all celebrate this show